Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of One Controller Port Podcast. Once again, my name is Benjamin Yoder, your your host here for hopefully about 10 minutes or so. The track you just listened to is from The Bouncer, a PS2, I believe, launch title from Square Enix, or Squaresoft at the time. It's, it's, I know a lot of people don't like it, but I like it. <laughs> that's, that's true about a lot of games I play. A lot of people don't like what I play, but I'm like, ah, I like it. So, so yeah, that's The Bouncer. And if you actually look very close on my Coolian box picture for both the podcast and my header on the website and the image I edit for everything because that's what I do, uh, the disc I'm holding is actually the disc of The Bouncer. So, yeah. The bouncer. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, I guess I'll go over some stuff I've been working on. Largely what I've been working on lately is, um, actually video projects. I got, a like I said last time, I got a new computer, so now I can actually edit video. <laughs> so, so we're working on that. I got two done. I'm still trying to figure out exactly, specifically, the title and exactly how I want to handle, uh, publishing them on uh, YouTube because I'm not too satisfied with the quality still uh, to really um, to really to really kind of like try to push it for you know something else I might I might get in talks with someone that I've been thinking about doing it with I'm not sure how he feels about quality but I'm getting I'm getting a better quality because all of a sudden my port on my capture card for the S video decides to work so great uh, I can't use it for my Wii or my Dreamcast, those I don't have S video cables for that, or my PSP. Um, but I do have S video cables for GameCube, PlayStation 3, PS2, all that lovely, lovely stuff. So, so yeah, better quality videos for for you, the person who listens to this, which is pretty much no one. But that's okay, because it's just helping me practice talking. All right, so we're already way over over time but yeah two two video projects come along uh so hopefully you'll see those in the next next couple of weeks so yeah uh we got some stuff to talk about so let's let's transition to that so the, the first thing i want to talk about is uh over over the last i believe it was last week or so uh there were some some supposed Xbox 720, whatever, Durango, whatever you want to call it, uh, documents leaked out by uh, Microsoft. Uh, normally, I would take it as, you know, I'd be very skeptical of it, and based off the information that's in it, I would usually say it's false, but then uh, Microsoft's uh, law firm actually went and requested them to be taken down, and there are some other evidence supporting uh, what the... Uh, document says, but essentially the document gave some uh, details about the 720, and basically it's just saying, here we have a media hub that's going to be cloud-based, uh, and you know, you can continue your video. It's, it basically sounded like what they wanted to do with Smart Glass, but then on a much more expanded level. And pretty much just like making it, uh, I think they had a mention of using it as a DVR in some places in there. It very much looks focused on Media Center, and that's not surprising. You know, Microsoft, you know, you can just look at their E3 conferences, and that's what they've been focusing on uh, last three or four years now. Uh, but what was really surprising was two things. One, they uh, have this weird glasses thing in the document, uh, which were essentially 
kind of 3D glasses at the same time. It sounded like they would display things, like they said you could get Xbox Live updates over the glasses while you were playing, uh, which was kind of bizarre, in my opinion, since it's kind of like with the Wii U in terms of, you know, when you have information on the the uh, tablet screen, it's like you can just look at the screen, so why do you need it on the tablet kind of thing? So it's like, why do you need these glasses if you can just have an overlay that pops up on the screen? Uh, but I have a feeling that it's going to be a lot more in-depth than that. Um, and so someone actually found a patent for these glasses, uh, oddly enough. So that adds a bit more credibility to it. Um, I think it was one of the... the I think the, the article I found it where it was sourced was a VG chart... Or not VG charts, a VG247. And one of the commenters pointed out the patent thing. Uh, and the other surprising thing was that they were talking about in the document how they wanted to be... Uh, 68 times stronger than the Xbox 360, which I'm not really big into like technical stuff. Uh, but I do know that I think the Wii was 2.5 times stronger than the than the uh, GameCube. Uh, so it is, it does sound a bit uh, on the smaller side in terms of enhancements uh, over the last generation, which was kind of to be expected, uh, at least based off this document. Um, and you know maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that eight times is a lot, but. Um, but yeah, that just seems like a small number to me. And then the, uh, they, the, in the document, they said they want to price this to about $299 with a Kinect 2.0 sensor, which I guess does 2.0 Kinect stuff. So when putting Kinect in the front of something doesn't exactly make me very excited. <laughs> so saying Kinect 2.0, I'm like, oh, cool. Have, have fun with that. I'm going to stay over here, not over there. <laughs> so yeah, it's a little bizarre for me. Uh, it would be interesting to see Microsoft actually step into Nintendo space and really challenge them, saying, you know, we're not going to offer this super high-powered box, but, you know, it's going to do a lot kind of thing, uh, a lot on the media side where Nintendo's very much on, here's this gimmick, let's let's run with it. Not, is there anything wrong with that? You know, I'm a big fan of gimmicks, apparently. So, <laughs> so it works. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, and... It would be interesting to see Microsoft, you know, compete in that space, and it'd be strange to see Sony kind of if they decided to go ahead with like a full next-gen system. If Microsoft would decide to hold back, uh, that they would. It'd be kind of weird to see them kind of alone out there, <laughs> and the uh, like, like, yeah, we ran ahead. Bye, guys. <laughs> with Sony, but uh, you know, I don't know. Again, this article or this document, rather, one, it's unconfirmed. Two, it's two years old. So, you know, much has may have changed since then. They may have changed their philosophy a bit more to meld it more with the core gamer experience, focusing on power, making sure it couldn't run engines like Unreal 4, where the Wii U cannot uh, run engines like Unreal 4. That and the Wii U actually is gimped hardware-wise because thanks to the uh, tablet screen uh, not having any innards, so it just runs on its own. Uh, or it runs off the console rather than, you know, displaying something on its own. Speaking of Nintendo, though, there's one weird thing that I've been kind of seeing around out there. So before E3, GT mentioned this, and then um, GTTV, I think it was on bonus round? Uh, and then uh, and then I was reading also an article at Penny Arcade today, that, uh, and then I heard a couple podcasts, but I guess I should tell you what it is before I start listing off these people that I heard this thing from, is that a lot of people seem to be down on the 3DS in terms of a sales perspective. I'm not really sure why, because... At least to my knowledge, from the hardware's perspective, uh, the 3DS is outlined the DS, which is largely considered a uh, 
very successful system. <laughs> um, and on the software side, it's doing that as well. I think five days ago, Nintendo announced that you know the software sales for the Nintendo 3DS are higher than what the DS's was at this point in its lifespan. You know that doesn't mean Nintendo doesn't have anything to worry about. It doesn't mean the 3DS is the perfect system. Blah 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 blah. Uh, you know, one thing I think they're going to really struggle with is that. They, they've pretty much lost the expanded audience, which really helps drive those long sale, long tail sales for DS. Um, and, you know, for software like Nintendogs and Mario Kart. And I, Nintendogs sold well at the gate, but I haven't really heard any. I don't think Nintendo's really, like, championed it as a big seller since that initial 2 million units or so. Um, which 2 million is not a little amount of units, especially for a portable game. But, um... But yeah, but I haven't really heard of it where like with Nintendo, Nintendogs, the original one, uh, I think it was like 6 million by a year and a half out. I just think Nintendo would have updated this more if it was still selling well. Uh, but you know, we still see sales for titles like Mario Kart 7, which is selling immensely well. I think Super Mario 3D Land, is that, I think that might be the best selling title on 3DS. I'm not too terribly sure about that. Um, and you know, Orkin of Time sold well. Uh, pretty much all those really big franchise titles sold well, and it's like, I always complain about Nintendo, like, kind of shoving a lot of Mario out there recently, but they sell, <laughs> so, you know, Nintendo do what you gotta do, I mean, they got Super Mario, uh, New Super Mario Brothers 2 coming out, um, in, uh, what was it, gosh, shoot. In August? Yeah, August, and I'm sure that's gonna sell a ton. I don't want it, but it's going to sell tons. I think the general consensus around gate consensus around gamers is that no one really wants it, <laughs> but it's going to happen. It's going to be a good game, and it's going to sell well. Uh, I'm sure Nintendo fans are drastically excited for it. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a really weird thing to see all these people saying 3DS not doing well. And while I do think Nintendo has a lot to be concerned about in the future, especially you know, it's no secret that you know, it's, you know, mobile phone gaming is kind of a, a big deal. <laughs> um, um, it just seems like a lot of people are kind of doom and gloom on the 3DS. Uh, same with the Vita, although the Vita I think we still need to give it a good year or so before we can really chart out where it's going to go. Uh, but Sony didn't help during E3 by showing like zero software <laughs> other than Assassin's Creed and then a logo. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I just find it kind of strange. So, in the what we're playing section, what I'm playing, because I'm the only one on this podcast, ha! <laughs> um, uh, one thing I did end up playing was uh, the Fantasy Star Online 2 beta, uh, which is Japanese only, so I was playing the game in Japanese, which was very difficult to figure things out, and uh, it, was the, it was the pre-open beta, so I had to wake up at 6 a.m. to play, because <laughs> there's a specific window. But uh, starting June 21st, the Japanese beta will be open all the time until a while, so... So yeah, uh, it was cool. Uh, it played like... It definitely... I haven't played Fantasy Star Portable 2 yet, um, and from my knowledge, that's a very... It's like Fantasy Star Zero and Fantasy Star Star Universe mixed together, the best parts of each. And so, when I played Fantasy Star Online 2, that's what it felt like to me, Fantasy Star Universe and Fantasy Star Zero mixed together, although with some greatly improved mechanics, specifically um, the aiming mechanics for the guns and uh, spells 
I actually play more like a third person shooter now. Um, and then the, the uh, levels were a bit more vertical because they added a jump so you can jump up and down on things. And it really, usually it's only for like, oh, here's a secret box up here. So that was pretty, pretty cool. Uh, it's free to play. So uh, even when it comes out, you won't have to pay anything to play it. But you can get in the beta, Japanese beta. I don't, there's no U.S. release date. US, there's no U.S. localization announced, actually, not release date. Um, so... It's kind of unknown what will happen. Uh, the 360 servers for Fantasy Star Universe are going down. Uh, you know, if you want to take that as a sign, I don't really think that's a sign it's coming. Because I'm guessing that that the reason that's going down is because it's not making enough money anymore. <laughs> but I think I think, um, I think think it's pretty... I, I would take a bet that Fantasy Star Online 2 comes out here, but uh, at the same time, Sega's been not so hot on localizing stuff recently. Fantasy Star Portable 2 Infinity didn't come out here, but that was more of a PSP issue, the PSP market being pretty much dead. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then I also played, I forgot if I mentioned this last time, I started playing Enchanted Arms, a PS3 RPG uh from well, a Xbox 360 exclusive RPG that went to PS3 about a year later. And this was very early on in the generation, about 2006 and 2007. So, um, so yeah, uh, I know a lot of people didn't like it when it came out, but it's pretty great. <laughs> the battle system's pretty fun, although it's very much a, uh, either you do the right thing or you don't. And so you die really horribly or you destroy everything on the screen really easily. Um... But, and from a gameplay perspective, that's, that's great. What makes the game really great is the dialogue and the voice acting. It's just so bad, but it's like self-aware bad. And so it just works. Whoever wrote the script just worked so well with the voice actors. And it just fits perfectly together. <laughs> and, and yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, it's a bad game because of bad script stuff. Whatever. Whatever. It's, uh, it's a cool game. <laughs> so... So I might do a uh, video on that. I've got a bit of footage recorded for that, so we'll see. We'll see if one of the of that shows up at any point. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. So, what I haven't been playing, but we'll be listening to here in a second, is a track from Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Remember the GameCube Bongo game, or the. You, if you played the Wii version, it didn't have Bungus, but, but it's a really good game either way. Uh, well, I haven't played the Wii version, so I don't know if either way, but it's still a really good game with the GameCube, so bye. <laughs> but we're going to listen to the track from Battle, Battle, uh, the track called Battle for Storm Hill, who's also in Smash Brothers Brawl, I believe. So, so yes, a fantastic track. I hope you enjoy it. And yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.